We are back with another episode of the Tide Talk Podcast, the official Nate Oates Stan podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jake, Jake and myself are uh, are big Nate Oates fans, and we're going to talk about that. Jake, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Just uh, just pumped about uh about Nate Oates and 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 the basketball team, man. They are they are being amazing to watch here this season. Yeah, and it's uh, they're really starting to, to, to come together. Uh, the the offensive flow is 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 there. Uh, you know they hadn't you know just shot lots out the last few games, uh, but but they're still scoring you know a lot of points, uh, and they're they're finding their rhythm in this NATO system, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun to watch, like Jack said, and uh, you know the last. Well, since uh, since the the uh, tournament there in uh, Atlantis, uh, the team is uh, they've only lost three games since then. They've won, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're so they're eight and three in their last uh, twelve games. Uh, they're really starting to find their rhythm, and, and like I said, their uh, NATO system has finally kind of uh, taken or they've they've taken charge of NATO system. You know, guys like Kyra and, and, and Beetle Bolden and. You know, even Shaq, he's he's come a long way, and of course, uh, Herb Jones is really starting to find his way on the yeah. offensive end. I think if you get double digits from Herb Jones, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. Yeah, no kidding, man. And and we can't forget to mention Patty, man. Uh, in this system, he has thrived, and uh, it, it's great to see. Uh, like we we talked about uh, Patty a lot, and and it just holds true. Whenever he's not shooting well, he's doing everything else. He's rebounding. He's he's distributing the ball. You know he's uh, he's making great uh, plays on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, but but defensively, man, it all runs through Herb Jones, and 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 you talked about it. You know him, he had 11 points and 12 rebounds today, man. That was an amazing uh, game for him, and uh, man, it's you know he he's been he's been lights out this year as well. You know, listening to the to the post game uh, interview with with Chris Stewart after the game. Chris Stewart really put it, you know, in, in a in real good context. He's like he's the Swiss Army knife for this Alabama basketball team. Yeah. Uh, he does a little bit of everything. He'll he'll play some lead guard. He's obviously the best defender on our team. He's one of the best defenders, uh, not only in the SEC but in the country. Uh, he, he's uh, you've seen today. He's he's starting to to find his shot a little bit. He went seven of eight from the free throw line, which is huge for him. Uh, and, and, you know, now for the season, he's averaging 10 points a game with six rebounds and, you know, close to three assists. So he, he is like that Swiss, Swiss Army knife for, for Alabama. And, and like I said, if we can get him averaging, you know, double-digit points per game, that, that's going to be huge uh, moving forward because it looks like somebody like Alex Reese is, is probably going to eventually be in that double-digit double digit, uh, points per game mark too. And that, that right now there's, there's four guys, you know, Kyra, John, Jaden and now Herbert are, are all averaging ten plus points per game, and then you got guys like Alex Reese and and, and Beetle that are right there at nine points per game. So you got you got you know several guys there that that, that can you know put put the ball in, in the hoop and uh, get you some points, and uh, that's something that we haven't had uh, the last several seasons. So that's 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 really good to see, and uh, you know like we said a couple times already in this episode that they're starting to find their way in, in NATO's system. Yeah, man, and and uh, I was talking to somebody I can't remember who it was, whether it was on Twitter or outside of of uh, Twitter, but 
they uh, talking. They they still kind of um, don't don't believe in. They're they're kind of like a fog. They they don't believe. You know the team's getting any better. Well, I say bullcrap because if you can't see the improvement, but I went back to last year's team to this year, which is the same as that players. It's just a brand new system. But last year, through the first five games in the SEC, they was averaging seventy points, roughly seventy points a game. Now Bro. they're averaging eighty-five through five oh, yeah. games. See, I mean, and 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 yeah, I know the Florida game went to two overtimes, but we was well in the eighties uh, before that game ended anyway. So, right, right. and 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 just think about it. if if we could make a couple of late shots in the Florida game and we had some shots go down to Kentucky. We could easily be undefeated in the SEC, right? Oh yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100. percent This really, this this team is just a you know a, a basket here or a stop there from from like you said being undefeated in conference play and uh, looking really good. You know, uh, heading into the as you get kind of in the middle of the of the uh, SEC schedule. But yeah. uh, and we do want to kind of go back and, and kind of revisit what happened earlier this week before we oh, yeah. talk about what happened today. Uh, because uh, Alabama just obliterated Auburn uh, in Coleman Coliseum on Wednesday night, eighty-three to sixty-four, and uh, you know Alabama really, you know they, they they led by nine going into halftime, but it, it felt a lot closer than nine points. I, I don't know if that was just me or if it, but that's just how it felt, and it just really seemed like you know starting at about the, I don't know, around the fifteen fourteen minute mark of the second half. Alabama just completely took over, most notably uh, Kyra Lewis. And, you know, he had a big game Wednesday night with, with 25 points. He was just uh, he was just steady. You know, he, he he could get by any defender that they threw at him. They, he was just too quick for, for those guys. And uh, that was a really good game for him. He went eight of nine from the free throw line. Uh, he made that step back three that kind of just kind of sealed the game for Alabama. And uh, that was just a really strong performance from, from Kyra. And a really good win for Alabama, giving Auburn their first loss. And of course, they, they went on loose again today in Gainesville. So you just you just really hate to see something like that happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I wonder if uh, Anthony McElmore thinks it's still an easy place to win at. You know, I, I doubt it. I doubt yeah. it. Yeah. And and in that game, he had, he had 19 minutes on the on the floor, and he only got six points. So uh, yeah, you know, tough luck, buddy. You know, and and missed it, a dunk, missed a yeah. lob dunk. Wide yeah. open, nobody around him. Mm-hmm. Hate yeah. to see it. Hate to see it, but I mean, it, none none of their. I mean, they didn't really have anybody to go off scoring wise. Their their leading scorer that game was Isaac Okoro. Yeah, yeah, the true freshman. Yeah, I hate I hate to say it, but Isaac Okoro is a stud. He is. He is a stud. He's an NBA dude. Yeah, he is. Um. But uh, I mean, they he he led their he led their uh, their offense with thirteen points. I mean, that's how focused on defense we was getting in their you know getting a hand in their face while they were shooting. I mean, it it was great to see. And you know, all, yeah, Alabama played. That was their best defensive effort. Mm-hmm. Auburn didn't shoot well. They really haven't shot the three well all season. And yeah. they didn't shoot the free throw well. I mean, they, they were only fifty six percent from the free throw line. They were seventeen to thirty. So you're not going to win many games doing that. And uh. One thing I one thing I like is the last couple games Alabama shot the free throw uh, really well as a team uh, against Auburn they shot seventy eight point four percent they were twenty nine of thirty seven and yeah. then, and then today even better you know they were twenty five of thirty for eighty three percent so 
the last two games have been really good from the stripe. That's something we need to take up to uh, Memorial Gymnasium when we, when we take on Vanderbilt later this week or coming up yeah. this week. But, uh, yeah, it was a really good win uh, against Auburn on Wednesday. And then, of course, today uh, we, had, we had the good 14-point victory over Missouri. Uh, Missouri uh, got it, cut it close. What was it, within two in the second half? Three or three, yeah. And, uh, and Alabama uh, was able to, to rally and put on a, a surge late in that second half and, and open the game up. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a good three point shooting day for Alabama. They, uh, they made 13 threes. Now they almost took, they took 39 of them. So, you know, percentage wise, it was, it was 33%, but they were, they were jacking them up. Uh, one, one thing I do want to say is, uh, Jalen Forbes, the, the freshman from Mississippi, he's getting looks, he's getting some open looks. And, yeah. uh, he, he shot one of five from three today. He really, he really needs to start knocking down those shots, and if he does, it'll take some of the pressure off, uh, off of guys like Beetle Bolden and uh, and, and Kyra, because uh, they're having to, uh, especially Beetle, because they they both come off the bench a lot of times together, and really Beetle is about the only guy that you can, you know, you can kind of count on to get you some buckets consistently. So, uh, if, if Forbes could come along and uh, start knocking down some of those open shots that he's getting. Which I think, I mean, he's obviously capable of it. I mean, he was a highly recruited kid, so uh, I think he'll start knocking him down eventually. And when he does, it'll just make this team even better. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I was glad to see Bolden come back in the second half. Uh, looked like his um, his back spasm, uh, contusion, whatever he had, finally got worked out. But uh, you know, and man, we we got to talk about. It. I don't like. I don't like. You know, we, we talk about the officials a lot here, but today was a, was an absolute joke. Officiate wise in that. Oh game. yeah, it, it was pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah. Twenty-one free throws I, in one half. I, yeah, for, for the visiting team, for the road team. Yeah, and, and I and I know Missouri was taking the ball to the to to the rim a lot in that game, but come on now, twenty-one free throw attempts. And the block I, on her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't even get me started on that. That was the worst call. Yeah. That that was the most clear all ball block that I have ever seen. I mean, th- he literally didn't didn't touch him with a hair on his arm. Yeah, and they gave him a they gave him a foul. Of course, like, I, I, I love Nate Oates getting another technical and yeah. Uh, but you were undefeated when when Nate Oates gets a technical, so yeah, you know, whatever, whatever whatever works. And I love it. I mean, he's I, what I love about it, he's he's showing energy and he's showing. He's, He's, you know, protecting his players. He, he's, you know, he's uh, do, doing what he's supposed to do as a coach. You know, he's, he's, um, you know, just been, just been great for Alabama basketball. And, and this is just beginning, man. I mean, it, did you see that crazy stat? Or uh, they showed, uh, I think during a timeout, uh, the where where we have shot from this year. We ain't got, but I, I would probably say maybe 25, 30 shots from mid range. Everything's been either under the bucket or or three point. You know, right. shot. It's, and that, that's that's NATO's system. That's what he wants. He either wants a a good good look three point shot, or he wants to take us to take it to the basket. And that's what we've been doing all year. Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed on that graphic or not, but it was a uh, it was a graphic from HD. I think it's HD Technologies or HD. I can't remember what the what the, exactly what the company is, but it's a company that's uh that was co founded by Colton Houston, who used to be you know, like an assistant or he was on the staff of, of the basketball team at Alabama. So uh, he uh, 
So, you know, shout out to him. I want to say it's HD Intelligence. That's what it's called, HD Intelligence. Yeah. So make sure they, they have a Twitter page, follow Colton. So that, that, they give a lot of good analytical uh, uh, data for, for college basketball teams. And uh, obviously Nate Oates is a, is a very analytical coach. He, uh, he believes in the three-point shot and getting shots at the rim. Uh, and not so much the mid-range game because they're they're low percentage shots and you only get two points. So either take that three or or, or get to the rim. So I like yeah. that. Uh, it makes it makes it more enjoyable to watch. Uh, and and it obviously it, it's benefited Alabama. They're you know top was it top five, top ten in the country in scoring points mm-hmm. per game. Uh, they're up there in offensive efficiency. So uh, they're up there in pace of play. So. Uh, it's Nate Oates has, has turned this team around and, and yeah. you touched on it and we touched on it in the last podcast. If, if you're one of those fans who, who's not on board with Nate Oates, then you need to reevaluate how you evaluate basketball because you don't know what you're looking at and you don't know what you're talking about. So when you get on Twitter and start talking trash about the basketball team, how it's the same old, same old after, after losing the game to Florida and losing to Kentucky, give me a break. Shut up. Do some studying. Watch how this team plays. Watch it with you know with some clear eyes instead of being so pessimistic all the time. And yeah. and just and because if you will, if you if you do that, you will see that this team is completely different than what Alabama has had the last fifteen years in a basketball program. And yeah. and if you can't see that, then you're blind. Yeah, I so agree, man. I, 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 it's just it, it's so frustrating to get on Twitter. And you know, Twitter is a great thing. We, we've met a lot of awesome people through our podcast and through Twitter. And yeah. uh, we've got to know some people and, you know, become, I guess, Twitter friends. I don't know what you'd really call but call them. But, you know, people that we, we really enjoy talking to about, I don't know, you know, athletics and basketball and football and, and everything. But then there's always the, the few fans that are so Debbie Downers. And, you know, and, and they're really fogs. We talked about that last time. They, 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 they're football fans. They're Alabama football fans who will watch – Alabama play four or five basketball games a year. And if they lose one of them, they think, oh, it's the same old, same old crap. Well, it's not. Yeah. This is a totally different team with a new coach, with a new vision, and the future is bright for Alabama basketball. And if you're not on board with that right now, then don't watch no more Alabama basketball. I don't want to hear from you in two or three years when this team is, you know, making runs to the Sweet 16 to the Elite Eight, okay? I just – I don't want to hear from you then. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, we talked about it. Um the the out the, the official Alabama basketball team page, uh, you know, after after every win, there's maybe twelve to fifteen comments. But when there's when they lose, there's eighty to a hundred plus comments, and that's just absolute bullcrap. You know, if you're if you're not going to celebrate when the team wins and and, and degrade them when they lose, then then just turn in your fan card. You know, don't like you said, don't watch Alabama basketball. Just just continue being a fog. And and just just live off football. I mean, yeah. Look, I mean, and I'm fine. If 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 you just want to be an Alabama football fan, that's fine. I don't care. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. But don't be getting on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and and degrading the basketball team because they lose to Kentucky. Who the hell yeah. don't lose to Kentucky in the SEC? They've dominated the SEC for the for, for eternity. Yeah. Nobody yeah. goes to rup and wins. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, come on. It shows and, how ignorant you are when you do that. Yeah, and if they're true basketball fans, they will know that that Alabama uh, has the second best record all time in in the SEC behind right. Kentucky. So I mean, yep. you know, Alabama, Kentucky, 
and then there's everybody else in basketball. And, and well, yeah, they're, they're 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 clueless, uh, and we've talked about this, you know, both on the podcast and 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 between ourselves privately. Yeah. And it's just it's really frustrating to see all that stuff. But I mean, that's life. That's that's life on Twitter. That's life with social media. But it just I just hate seeing that on there, and it really just pisses me off. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, we've been down in basketball a couple, you know, probably, you know, the last five, ten years, but but we're on we're on the rise. I mean, this team, the way they're playing right now is scary. And I, I'm not afraid I might be be a homer saying that, but but this team is absolutely scary. I mean, if you heard John you know heard what Nate O said about John Collie Perry when they were shaking hands after the game, he asked him, said, Do we play y'all again? And Nate said, Well, not in the regular season. And he said, Well, good. I mean, I think you know that this team's getting the team is gelling and they're they're getting scary. They're going to be scary in, in SEC play, I do believe. Well, well uh, Calipari mentioned after that game in his press conference how nobody wants to play Alabama right now because they're playing so well, and uh, yeah. especially on the offensive end, if 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 they get hot, it's almost lights out because they're so uh, they, they they usually have you know four guys on the court that can knock down threes. So mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's a tough team to guard. So that's that's what Calipari means by nobody wants to play him right now because they're they're just they're capable of just going off and, and lighting you up from the three point line. And I want to mention one thing. I can't remember. It might have been heard. It was late in the in the in the second half, getting close to the end of the game. Um, I think Herb drove the ball and then he got double teamed, and and then he he found I think it was Reese or somebody down low, and they made it made an easy layup because they was they was wide open. But to me, to me, that felt like I was amazed because to me last year, he would have took that shot just because that's the way you know the offense ran. You know, yeah. Personally, now, oh, it's a, yeah, it's a totally different offense. Yeah, we're we're looking. They're they're looking. They're driving, but then they're trying to make that the pass back out to an open guy because usually when you drive the lane, you're gonna get double teamed somewhere. So yeah, somebody's yeah. gonna drop into the paint to try to to try to double one. To prevent an easy layup, and that's going to leave somebody open, you know, exactly. on the three-point line, and you got to make those open shots. And and Alabama has pretty pretty much all year for the most part. They they've been making them. So yeah, it's uh definitely this is a good time for Alabama. Uh, and you know they got another winnable SEC game coming up Wednesday at Vanderbilt. Yeah. So uh, you know take care of business there, and you move to what four and two in conference play. Yeah. Uh, and then, then you have you know a few days off before next Saturday when they they host Kansas State in the uh, the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. So you know you have one more conference game, and then a uh, out of conference game, and and both of them Alabama will probably be favored in, and they should probably win both of them. And uh, you know they'll be setting they should be setting pretty when they when they head to uh, Baton Rouge to play uh, the only undefeated SEC team right now in LSU. So yeah. Uh, Alabama has a lot to look forward to. Uh, they, they get Arkansas and Tennessee at home. Uh, so after after they uh, play LSU, so there's a there's a lot of winnable games, and we talked about it that the that the really the toughest part of the SEC schedule was in first you know that first two weeks when yeah. when you got to go to Florida, go to Kentucky, and play Auburn. So they they've got they've got them out of the way. They still got to play Auburn one more time, but. Yeah. Uh, you know they got their win at home. You, you can afford to drop a cup. You can afford to drop games on the road, but you got you got to win your home games and you got to steal a couple on the road. So uh, there'll be plenty of opportunities for Alabama coming up. They, uh, like I said, they, they've they've 
in my opinion, fought through the, the toughest part of their schedule, and uh, they they have a chance to uh, to to get to uh, what are they sitting at right now? Ten and seven. Ten and seven. You know, just glance. You know, they should be twelve and seven when they head to LSU. Uh, then after that, they still have one, two, three, four, five, six, six home games remaining. Wow. Uh, in, in the SEC, so you win you win your home games. That's eighteen wins. You still a couple on the road. There's a very there's a real possibility Alabama could 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 finish the regular season with twenty wins. I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying there's a really good possibility. And if if, the, if this team continues to to play the way they've played lately, and you know get better on the defensive end, and continue to knock down free throws, and and continue to knock down a three, they're they're going to win a lot of games. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, one one of them home games we got coming up. It's later in the year, but we get Vandy at home again. So, you know, you know, if we if we take care of Vandy on the road uh, Wednesday, I think we should be able to handle them. You know, beat them beat them at home. So, uh, but I mean, the like like we said, the the schedule favors Alabama the rest of the way. Um, of course, like you said, we still got play, play Auburn on the road. Uh, we got LSU on the road. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, it's it's wide open, you know. And Alabama has a chance to to do something special this year after after what I consider a a tough start. Yeah, we had a couple good wins, but then after the team started gelling, man, it's it's you know they're, they're clicking, and it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. There's a there's a lot to look forward to, and uh, there's still a lot of basketball to be played. I mean, the, the it, it seems like. You know they, they've been playing a while now, but they the, the last regular season game is not until March seventh. So they they still got a long ways to go, and a lot can happen. And uh, uh, we we hope the the team isn't playing their best until you know end of February, beginning of March, and that's that's when they need to turn it on and get hot. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I, I don't have anything else to uh, other than I, I do want to say this: uh, we, we do have some guests lined up uh, for future podcasts. Uh, people, you know, talk some some Bama hoops with us, and people yeah. to talk some some baseball and some softball. So uh, we're going to get all that lined up, uh, and we're going to bring that to you. I know everybody wants to, you know, baseball and softball. They they're all starting up soon. They got games. You know, really, it's not even that far away. I think it's less. What about a month? I guess maybe not even that long. So it's yeah. uh, it, it's coming fast. Uh, the off seasons go by in a hurry. So. Uh, I, and I do want a, a shout out on a personal note. My uh, my daughter's uh, JV team won the, uh, the the county championship today. So in basketball, so uh, congratulations to her team. Uh, but uh, I don't have anything else to add. I don't know if Jake does or not. If you if you do, go ahead, Jake. I was just going to talk. I, I I told uh, uh, a couple people. I, I'd I'd make a mention of it, but um. As everybody knows, we're going back into football, but but Najee has come back, and I just want to make the comment. Um, my feeling on that is, of course, it's great for Alabama, um, but we're we're loaded at running back uh, with with Sanders coming back. Um, we did lose forward, but but Najee coming back, even if Matt does win out in in the um, in the spring and and starts, I feel like with Najee coming back. We we can go back to more of a ground and pound type type offense if we need if we need to with Matt. Of course, we still got some elite receivers and and he can throw. So you know, there's there's still that possibility. But I feel like Najee coming back was the best deal for him because I think it was only third round grade. So 
Um, I believe him coming back, he's going to uh, up his stats next year, and um, he um, he should be a first, second round rounder next year. And really, he had tw- – I didn't realize this, but I was looking. He had 1,200 yards rushing. That was very quiet, in my opinion. Yeah, I know he, he, that's a great point. He had a quiet 1,200 yards rushing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he we know he brought it on around South Carolina on forward. But, you know, I think – was he suspended the first half of the Duke game? Yeah, well, I think it was the first quarter of the Duke game. So, I mean, he could have had 50, 75 yards rushing add on top of that. So, in that game, I don't know that. But, you know, but he had a very quiet year, and, and that bowl's huge for Alabama in the future. Yeah, I mean, he had, he had like you said, he had a little over 1,200 yards rushing, mm-hmm. 13 touchdowns, and then he also he had uh, 304 yards receiving with another seven touchdowns. So, he, he accounted for 20 touchdowns this season. So, it's big to get him back. And uh, it's great to get Smitty back, and and all the all the guys that decided to, to stay in school, and uh, hopefully uh, chase chase another championship. And uh, yeah. you know, right now I like our chances. I do too. Uh, but that's all we got uh, for tonight. Uh, we hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Uh, you know, like always, make sure you're you're following each of us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Blackwood eighty nine. I'm at J Thomas Tide. Yeah, and our in our. Uh, Twitter page for the podcast is at Tide Talk underscore pod. Uh, so make sure you're following all three of those accounts. Uh, you know, shoot us some some stuff on there. And uh, if you want us to talk about anything uh, that you maybe we haven't talked about before or, you know, just any kind of questions or, you know, just whatever's on your mind, we'll be glad to talk about it on, on our next podcast. So uh, with that, I hope you all have a good night and uh, roll tide. Roll tide.